Hello, begins the email from Linda Wang, or should I say data at umfadsoehen under the uh, heading still waiting. Hello, we are looking for an investment opportunity in your country. My client is looking for a very vast and experienced fund manager who has the experience and capacity to conceal his assets (laughs) and reinvest them into a good lucrative investment. Furthermore, you must know is that I got to read this the way it is. Furthermore, you must know is that you will assume the role of funds manager. You shall be solely responsible for the management of the portfolio under your discretion without any, any interference once we have agreed on the target sector and hand over the funds into your custody. Let me know your capacity and ability to handle funds and investment of this magnitude before I go ahead to furnish you with more details. Do provide us with your most secure private email and mobile phone number with WhatsApp where I can reach you directly to further this discussion. Await your urgent and positive response, Linda Wang. Wow. Do I want to reply to Linda? I mean, I am looking forward to being solely responsible for the management of the portfolio under my discretion without any interference once we've agreed on the target sector. And then they give me the funds. Right. And I'm sure... I can't wait for another email from Linda letting me know that she is still waiting and awaiting my urgent and positive response. Dear Linda, probably not going to get an answer from me, but it would be fun. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. I was saddened to read that Ernest Angley had died. He was 99 years old. It was announced on Friday afternoon on the Ernest Angley Ministry website. I mean, who doesn't subscribe to the Ernest Angley Ministry website? But if you don't know who the Reverend, Pastor, Evangelist, Ernest Angley is, where have you been all your life? (laughs) Sure, he's a little controversial. Sure, he had some sexual harassment allegations brought upon him. But he touched multitudes of souls worldwide with the pure word of God. Signs, wonders, miracles, and healings. (laughs) He was from Akron, Ohio. I remember back in the 90s, he bought the uh, Cathedral of Tomorrow from televangelist Rex Humbard (laughs) and moved his main operation there. And I guess membership has been dwindling a little bit. But uh, you remember, I mean, he was everywhere. And I mean, Robin Williams mimicked him with his, uh, you know, with his character on Saturday Night Live and Mork and Mindy and some of his albums and TV. I mean, Robin was great as Ernest. 
And then I was remembering he bought the airplane. He bought the 747, you know, for evangelating. Yeah, you can quote me on that. Around the world. I mean, it was just incredible. And it was such a big deal because it was like $26 million for this Boeing 747. And he was uh, huge, just huge at one point. It was the Reverend Ernest Angley. And he was, you know, Mr. Televangelist. And I was remembering one quick interview from, uh, from Ernest because, you know, he had been, he had been accused of abusing one of his former assistants on and off for a few years. And now they settled out of court, so it doesn't make him guilty. Uh huh. But I was remembering one interview and I, I finally found it and I, I, it, I, it doesn't say who the interviewer was, but it was just trying one of those quick drive-by interviews and Ernest was not having any of it. I'm not the healer. God is healing the sick. If you had a knowledge of the Word of God, you would know this. And when you talk like that and other people talk like this, it's because you don't have a knowledge of the Word of God. What, the Bible, what, didn't the disciples, don't you believe in prayer? What gives Do you, you believe in prayer? Do you believe in prayer? How is it that you I want to know if you believe in prayer. How is it that you as Do a, you believe in prayer? I'm asking the question. I'll, I'll ask the questions no, too. I'll ask All right, the then the interview's over with. I'll and he's got to push him off. If you can't answer my question, then I'm not going to deal with you. Sir, I came in to interview. That doesn't make any I difference. Asked I you asked you a question. Questions. Do you believe? Do you believe in the power of prayer? Now how is that it, germane? Huh? Do you believe in it? How is that? Germane? Did you believe because in if it? If you believe in the prayer of prayer, then you have to believe in miracles. Do you believe in miracles? Do you? How? Do you believe answer. in miracles? Why, if, why there's no need for preacher, me to talk to you if you don't believe in miracles. Why deal with so many people, heal so many people when other preachers can't? How do you have that special knack that you can do that? I don't have a knack, sir. If you're going to talk like that, I won't give you an interview. This is no knack. Aren't you ashamed to throw on the Word of God like that <laughs> and call this a knack? Aren't, don't you fear God? The Bible says that God is the healer. And Jesus Nothing. came and healed Why the sick. The Bible preacher? said Why they could. The Bible said in the 16th I fast, I pray, and God answers prayer, man. God answers prayer. Amen. So that's God and if they would fast and pray, there's more people praying for the sick than Ernest Angley. But see, you just don't believe in miracles. You don't really believe in the blood of Jesus. Do you believe that Jesus Christ is, Christ is the divine Son of God? Did you believe that? No, you do not. And you won't answer me. So, it was awesome. That's awesome. I love these guys, man. And and I... Oh, wait. No, I'm not supposed to love these. They're bad people. Yes. Uh, they're bad people. He was, he was abusing people and he was his cult member. And he, he had to pay. He paid a bunch of money for the uh, Department of Labor because they said that he owed all these people money because of uh, alleged minimum wage violations and he was and child labor laws and he was like uh, what are you talking about uh, these people were volunteering to do God's work <laughs> so uh, yeah no uh, no 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 they uh, they made him pay some money and then he had to set a lot of court for the other for the other lawsuits but I it was very sad to hear that the Ernest Woodston Angley, born in Gastonia, North Carolina, came to 
be known around the world from Akron, Ohio, starting in 1954. The Reverend Ernest Ainsley has gone to heaven to be with his Lord and Master at 99. He touched multitudes of souls worldwide with the pure word of God, confirmed with signs, wonders, miracles, and healings. He truly pleased God in all things. Ernest Angley, dead at 99 years of age. <laughs> this, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to laugh at that. This has been Retrospective on CTF. <laughs> Very sad. Rest in peace, Ernest Angley. Rest in peace. I mean, these evangelists are under fire all the time. And, you know, you got the guy like Kenneth Copeland. Uh, he, you know, was under fire because of his, well, he only has three airplanes. <laughs> He's got three airplanes. And then you've got the guy that bought his wife, the Lamborghini. And you've got uh, Jesse Duplantis. He's was under fire for his airplanes. I mean, they all talk about they'd have to stop all their evangelical work around the world, or at least a great percentage of them, if they got rid of their airplanes because then they couldn't travel like that. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, Pat Robertson, Jim Baker, Joel Osteen, John Gray, Robert Jeffers, and a lot of those guys. I don't know if you know this or not. A lot of those guys, John Hagee. I love John Hagee, though. He's a very good man. Uh, I know he's under fire for his, you know, hatred talk about the LGBT community and, you know, his blood moon singling the end times. But I really like John Hagee. I've met him multiple times. And he's got a tremendous story. Robert Jeffers. I mean, amazingly, um, these guys, a lot of them are from Texas and or the Carolinas. I don't know what that says. I'm just saying that's what it seems to be. <laughs> You're either in the Ozarks or you're in Texas, but bless their hearts, man. Bless their hearts. They are preaching and they are spreading the word of the Lord. Amen. Indeed, if you don't believe in, as Ernest Angley said, uh, rest in peace, Ernest. If, if you don't believe in prayer, I'm not going to talk to you. I used to go to these uh, revivals, you know, the tent revivals. When I was a, when I was a teenager, they would show up in Michigan during the summertime and be driving along the road. And there they are, you know, just a tent revival. I loved those. I truly loved those. And I, you know, I got it. A lot of them. I never went, I'm trying to think of it. Am I going to see an actual snake charmer church? No, most of them were just on the road, televangelists, set up a tent, preach the word of the Lord, pass the hat, Get out of town. Love those guys, man. Amen. A, can I get an amen? Pass the hat. I love them. I love them. And look, if they, if you believe in uh, what they are preaching, bless your heart. Amen. Uh, seriously, amen. All right. You probably uh, upgraded a few things around the house after, uh, you know, you were stuck inside. And uh, I know it makes sense. Uh, it's time to turn to the yard. And uh, it's time to maybe turn that yard into the paradise that you want it to be. And one way to do that is go to fastgrowingtrees.com. It has thousands of high-quality plants waiting to be shipped directly to your door in one to two days. I mean, blueberries, apples, cherries, pears, pomegranate, you name it, they've got it. 
And for those of you that think, Jeff, I don't even have a yard. Ha! No problem. Indoor and patio plants, avocados, lemons, bananas, and so much more. One of the things that I love about fastgrowingtrees.com is that they, you tell them where you live and they give you a whole, a plethora of plants and trees that grow in your area. You don't have to go to the big box stores and, and try to figure out hit and miss and that one might work. This one might not work. Go to fastgrowingtrees.com. It's the world's largest online nursery. No more waiting in lines, messy cars, digging through that bougie little selection they've got at the big box stores. Just go to fastgrowingtrees.com and choose from the thousands of varieties of trees, shrubs, plants, and they're all curated to thrive in your area, delivered to your door in one to two days. So whether you're looking for some shade, some privacy, some fruit trees, just add a little bit of color to the yard. Every plant shipped with well-developed root system, ready to explode with new growth. There's a better way to buy trees and shrubs and plants for your home and yard. Fastgrowingtrees.com. Planting season is here. It's time for you to join the million satisfied customers at fastgrowingtrees.com. Plus, they have a 30-day alive and thrive guarantee which means your plants will arrive happy, healthy, and ready for planting. Now, through June 30th, you can go to fastgrowingtrees.com slash jeffy, and it's going to get you 15% off. 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com slash jeffy. Fastgrowingtrees.com slash jeffy. So it looks like Starbucks has got their panties in a wad, <laughs> or their coffee in a bunch uh they're they're got their feelings hurt because apparently when they post things on facebook you know when they just it's just an organic post and it's in regards to social issues or their mission and values you know like blm lgbtq sustainability climate change etc they are overwhelmed by negative insensitive hate speech related to those comments what they have 35 million followers on their facebook page so now they're looking at maybe we just need to pull down our facebook page we just need to pull it down what I thought you believed in your in your mission. I thought it was I thought you were it. I mean, look, it's Starbucks, right? Hello. If you don't know that Starbucks is behind BLM and LGBTQ and climate change, you haven't been listening. You haven't been watching. Uh, that's who they are. And yet, the drive-through lanes are backed up because everybody wants a Starbucks right it's the in thing but oh my gosh don't you dare comment on their posts especially if it's negative and apparently they can't disable the comments on the page which is good let them take the heat that's they're supposed to be for free speech isn't that what their platforms are all about nope not unless everyone says oh what a great job you guys are doing yes Climate change and LGBTQ forever. And just give me a caramel latte. <laughs> okay. All right. So you can't take the heat, get out of the fire. And that's what they're doing. We don't see, we have 35 million followers. How about you use Facebook for something other than preaching your woke ministry? Oh, 
no, never mind. You're supposed to preach it. That's what you're supposed to do. We know who you are. We got it. I know, you know, we're not supposed to download your app and get deals on our caramel lattes or our French vanilla cappuccinos, but we do. Or our, you know, pink strawberry drinks, but we do. Okay? I know. I'm just as guilty as the rest of you. I am. And no, Jeff, I haven't been to a Starbucks in years. Okay. Good for you. Good for you. And uh, you know what? If you can if you can live by boycotting and not going to companies that don't believe in what you believe in, good for you. And I believe that we all should do that as much as we can. It's very difficult. Very difficult. I mean, SpaceX, I know Elon already deleted, right, the Facebook pages as part of the Tesla SpaceX stuff, right, with the hashtag delete Facebook campaign. Starbucks, uh, Starbucks a little upset. They're a little wound up. And, you know, according to some people like uh, Rashad Robinson, who is president of the civil rights organization Color of Change, he said that he is encouraged by the idea that Starbucks would leave the platform. I can see other companies joining Starbucks, but unless Facebook is accountable to a set of rules and standards, then their exit from Facebook won't change Facebook. Accountable to a set of rules and standards. That's funny. That's funny coming from the president of color of change. You want everyone to be accountable to a set of rules and standards. Huh. That is interesting coming from you, isn't it? A set of rules and standards. And yet, GLAD, again, is beating up uh, some social media accounts. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube are all categorically unsafe for LGBTQ people. That's the new study from GLAD. Okay. They apparently... This was part of uh, Axios on HBO. Uh, They had planned to give each of the sites a grade as part of its inaugural social media index. Oh, good. Glad. That's what we want from you is the inaugural social media index. But they opted not to give individual grades this year (laughs) because uh, all the leading sites would receive a failing grade. You got that, my friends? A failing grade. They are categorically unsafe across the board said GLAD president and CEO Sarah Kate Ellis. The findings follow a several-month effort by GLAD and a team of outside experts, of course, who looked at each of the sites, their politics and track record of enforcing those policies. Yeah, oh man, it's just what shocked me the most about all of this is at the end of the day, these companies have tools to stop it. They can stop people from speaking their minds damn you for doing that don't do that whatever you do come on that's interesting coming from glad you know what they need to adopt they need to adopt as rashad robinson said you know accountable they need to be accountable to a set of rules and standards (laughs) oh don't they don't they though yeah yeah they do Good news, though. Facebook undetoured. Uh, 44 attorneys uh, yesterday, in fact, asked uh, Mark Zuckerberg to uh, get rid of the plans to develop an Instagram platform for children. 
all good all good because that's the current age cutoff for facebook services is 13 but uh no facebook's response no insta kids will have more parental controls no advertising and be crafted with input from privacy and child safety experts so it'll be fine trust us insta kids will be fun and you know that it'll just be kids on there right so don't worry about it you can ask us to not do it sure (laughs) but if it means like a lot of money for zuck and the team we're still gonna do it okay yeah yeah okay they claim they claim in this story that 20 million images of child sexual abuse report was reported on Facebook platforms last year. Now, that is an awful lot. You can quote me on that. That is an awful lot. I would be interested to see what was considered when they were reported. So even if it's not 20 million, because I, I would imagine that, uh, you know, a lot of those images aren't really child sexual abuse. Anything with a picture of a child, Jeff, is child abuse, okay? All right, I got it. But it's not going to be that way for Insta kids. <laughs> wow, are you dumb, okay? We got it, all right? There's going to be more parental controls and no advertising, and we're going to be, well, there might be advertising. He said here, the Facebook's response said no advertising, but how are they going to make money? So there will be advertising. It'll just be directed toward the kids. So stop it, okay? Quit your whining. (laughs) And we're going to craft it with input from privacy and child safety experts. So there you go. Seriously, seriously, quit your whining. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. (laughs) Quit your whining. Seriously, I think that's my my new heading. Quit your whining. All right, so you know we haven't talked about the Kentucky Derby that was this past weekend. I even forgot to watch it. I mean, I had it set to record because I, you know, my my wife loves the Kentucky Derby and the mint juleps and the whole hats, and we always she always wanted to go there, and we had it set up to go, and then it got canceled, and then of course you know a couple years ago, and then uh, you know other things, one thing led to another, and the next thing you know we're not there, but. Uh, so, you know, but then it's Saturday and I'm doing stuff. And the next thing I know, oh my gosh, it's the Kentucky Derby. So we missed it, <laughs> you know, live, but Medina spirit won the race. And I meant to say last Friday, when I talked about the Kentucky Derby coming up is that, uh, it, I wouldn't be surprised if one of the horses are drugged up, right? Because we did the story about the dogs and the math. And I thought, okay, here we go. Well, yes, Medina Spirit, the winning horse, failed a drug test. And that was administered after the race. If a second sample confirms the initial result, the colt is going to be disqualified and cede his championship to the runner-up. Now, it could be the only third horse in 147 years to lose its winning title, but it could happen. Now, Medina Spirit's trainer, Bob Baffett, uh, has had 30 failed drug tests for his horses over you know, 40 years of his career and five in about the last year. He 
is baffled by it. He doesn't understand it. (laughs) He, in fact, blames it on cancel culture. And he said we didn't give it to him. The vet, no one has ever treated him with it, with this particular drug that was found in the horse's test. Okay, the drug was betamethasone okay so it's some you know a steroid betamethasone and it's used to treat pain and inflammation now one of the things other than the cancel culture that baffert talked about (laughs) he claimed that the the groom according to uh baffert was created by a groom, a person that handles day-to-day work inside the stalls. Apparently, the groom inside Medina Spirit stall urinated in the stall after taking cough medicine, and the horse ate some of the contaminated hay, which then led to the positive test. So there, there you have it. Case solved. We're done. We're going to take, we're not going to be disqualified. You're going to win the race. You can go back to Churchill Downs. And sure, this weekend is the Preakness. You can show up there. Don't worry about it. I don't know if he shows up at the Preakness or not. But don't, I mean, it's problem solved. I don't know why he just didn't say, I don't know why he just didn't say this right away before the race. Hey, you know, one of the groomers uh, urinated on the hay. And I think the horse ate some of the hay. So, man, he could test positive for, what's it called again? Betamethasone. So, I mean, who, who, <laughs> who among us, seriously, who among us has not eaten hay that somebody who was doing betamethasone had peed on and then tested positive for betamethasone? I know, I know. Really, really weird. So it's all good. Mr. Baffett, come on back and bring your horse with you too. Get rid of that damn... <laughs> I don't want to see that damn groom around that horse anymore. He should, he or she should know better than to urinate in the hay of... Uh, are we to believe that this million-dollar horse is eating hay after a human peed on it? These horses live better than you and I do. Okay, <laughs> there is no way. I want to believe it, and I lo- I love it. I love it. And if they come back and say, "Yep, that's what happened," then you know what? I believe it. <laughs> well, there's no way that a guy in charge of grooming this million dollar horse was. Oh, did he get pissed at the horse? He and the horse have a fight, and uh, he damn you, Medina Spirit. And then he took a whiz on the hay. Then you're going to eat that, you damn million-dollar horse, before the Kentucky Derby, before a huge race. You're going to eat urinated on hay with beta-methadone in it. You got that? Stop it. Stop it. It is good news for the betters, though. If you won money, you get to keep it. The owner and any money won on their side, that, that goes back. Have a nice day. And they may not even have received it yet, although... I think they, <laughs> they they go right to the front office after they win before the test and pick up the cash. Uh, it does say here that he will, he's supposed to be at the Preakness 
this weekend unless the officials at Pimlico or the Maryland Racing Commission say, "Mm, not so fast. Uh, We're waiting on the Kentucky Racing Association. But we'll see. And what's really strange, too, is that this is his fifth violation since May of 2020. Wow. I mean, somebody, somebody needs to stop that groomer from peeing on the hay. (laughs) So the horse tested positive for this beta methadone, beta methasone. And it came back positive for 21 picograms of the drug. I don't even know how the horse was running with 21 picograms of this anti-inflammatory going through his body. (laughs) But, you know, I guess you have to believe that the horse loves urinated hay. And you know what? Who doesn't? Who doesn't? All right, let's take a walk over to the magazine rack. I love magazine racks, man, because you just stand there and start reading the headlines and you start, and then you have, I mean, I realize, hey, this ain't a library, kid. I know, I know it's not, but you have to read some of them, right? You're just kind of standing there, you're looking at the magazine rack and you see, hey, Chinese social media, horrified after video emerges of pole dancing at a wedding. They pole dance at weddings and funerals all the time in China. So, you know, I opened it up and it's got a video of a guy pole dancing. I don't care. I I don't care about the guy's pole dancing. (laughs) See this magazine down here, Ellen DeGeneres living with Courtney Cox. Wait, what? Ellen DeGeneres is living with Courtney Cox? No way. Why is she living with Courtney Cox? What is going on? I'm going to open these pages up, okay? So apparently... Is Ellen having marital problems? No, according not to Ellen, she's been staying there at uh, Courtney's house because uh, she wanted to be close to, I guess, the studios. And, you know, they're living up there and there. And they sold their Beverly Hills home. Oh, yeah. So they've got their place, you know, way outside of L.A., a whole 45 or 50 minutes outside of L.A., not in Beverly Hills for the taping. So she's been staying at Courtney's house and... That's nice. And I guess I guess the Porta has come in and stayed there too. They've just made themselves right at home. Courtney's just so darn nice letting them stay there like that. So there definitely isn't any any marital problems between Ellen and what's her face? Porta de Rossi. So there can't be any problems, right? That's exactly they sold their place in Beverly Hills. Duh. I mean, give me a break. Why else would they be staying at Courtney's? Cox's house in Beverly Hills. (laughs) Jennifer Aniston has had this disorder for years. Oh, I wonder what disorder Jennifer's had. Let me see what page this is on. So she's suffered from a common chronic condition for years without even knowing it. Oh, no. Oh, no. What has she suffered from? She looks uh, cheery and bright-eyed in every movie. Oh, no. Oh, no. Jennifer Aniston suffered from chronic dry eye for literally decades. Oh, no. My gosh. They put that on the cover of the magazine and just for an ad like that for her to fix her dry eye chronic syndrome? Wow. That is not good. Benefer, a thing. Oh, J-Lo. 
was seen out with Ben Affleck. That's good. Benefer could be making a comeback. <laughs> All right, let's go down here and look at some more TV headlines. What is happening? Yellowstone star releases cryptic note. What's happening? Kelly Riley. Oh, she plays Beth on Yellowstone. I love you. She plays a great character on Yellowstone. And I'm a big fan of, well, Kevin Costner, of course. Well, we've talked about that before. But Yellowstone is a great show, and they're waiting for season four. But she posted a cryptic pic here on her Instagram. Dream come true, riding out on 666 Ranch today. That's supposed to be one of the offshoot shows from Yellowstone that's going to be filmed here in Texas. So does that mean that she dies in season three, at the end of season three, and now she's going to be doing this new show? Oh, that is very cryptic. We'll have to wait for season four. Yeah. I mean, it couldn't be just for promoting the show, could it? And then I see where Taylor Sheridan, who, you know, is head guy at Yellowstone other than Kevin Costner, he, you know, they're out busy promoting the new, uh, what's her face movie, Angelina Jolie, Those Who Wish Me Dead. And they filmed that back in 2019. Incredible. And, of course, Angie says, hey, uh, you put me through emotional hell, and then I, I drug her through physical hell. And Taylor Sheridan, who is, I mean, the guy's awesome. I mean, he's a hard-working guy in Hollywood. And he did one of my favorite movies of all time, Hell or High Water. Love that movie. If you have an opportunity to see, I love that movie, Hell or High Water. So I love Taylor, and I love Yellowstone and his work. So those who wish me dead might be good as Joe Lee. He, they asked him to come on and help juice up the script and maybe direct it. And he was like, uh, I'm not doing it unless you get Angelina Jolie to do the lead. And they were like, oh, um, okay, Angelina, you've got a new role now. <laughs> so that comes out the 14th of this month, this weekend. Nice. If you're listening live today, it is the 11th of May, 2021. And this comes out on the 14th in theaters and available on HBO Max. Gotta love that. Let's go down the magazines right here. What's going on? Popular NFL team. Popular NFL team. is. Aren't they all popular? Popular NFL team is seriously considering moving? First of all, first of all, all NFL teams are popular. <laughs> Some are more popular than others, but all of them are popular. So that's a very strange headline one very popular nfl team which nfl team chicago oh they're just thinking about moving out of soldier field going to arlington heights that'll happen unless chicago i mean that'll happen because chicago doesn't have the money to pay them they paid way too much money they don't they don't have the money they'll get all kinds of benefits from moving out there elton john vows to kill off his most famous song which one which one is one of his most famous songs well, because it was written as a joke and he hates it. Crocodile Rock, of course. Uh, the last time I have to sing Crocodile Rock, I will probably throw a party, said Elton John. Let's <laughs> uh, see what's down here. Oh, Billy Joel turned 72 oh, a couple days ago. Wow. Happy birthday, Billy. Happy birthday, man. That one. That one hurts. 72. Wow. Lionel Richie recalls turning the table when he's turned away at a Mercedes dealership. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just somebody being a big shot, thinking they don't know who Lionel Richie is. I'm sure of it. I, they better not be trying to make that into a racist thing. I'll tell you that. 
uh, asked to leave a Mercedes dealership after first striking it big just before picking up six new cars. Yes, Commodores. They decided to big first paycheck on six brand new luxury motors. Went down to the dealership. The guy looked at me and said, no one gave me any attention. Here I am. Afro and bell bottoms. Yeah. So, no one was looking at me. I finally had the guy come over to me and I said, son, if you're not going to buy anything, I'm going to have to ask you to leave. There you go. I mean, they weren't turning. He was just saying. It wasn't anything to do with race. Are you here to buy a car? You're here to wander around with your bell bottoms and your big old hair. And so he bought six Mercedes. Nice. He calls it dropping the mic. But nice. Lionel, that's not a racist thing. I hope they're not trying to make that a racist thing. That's uh, a bum thing. Going into a Mercedes dealership, looking like you don't have any money, and you're just wandering around. Ooh. You don't have any money, you're just wandering around. Ooh. Yeah. We got nothing for you here, pal. Keep going. And then he, you know, pulls out a wad of cash, and you fall in love with him. Nice. Hey, this isn't a library, kid. Get away from the magazine rack, all right? You're going to read them, you're going to buy them. Yeah, yeah, I got it. I got it. Thanks for listening to Chewing the Fat. You can always uh, email me, chewingthefat at theblaze.com with any uh, information or updates that you'd like to share with me, like... Robert sent an email saying how disappointed he was in uh, the audience of uh, Pat Gray Unleashed and Chewing the Fat for not wishing me a happy Mother's Day as being the biggest mother out there. Thank you for passing that along. And I got an email from Deb talking about her trip to Shawshank, the Ohio State Reformatory. Uh, And she was reminded of a story while she was there that the worm, you know, Shawshank Redemption, if you haven't seen it, where have you been? Uh, but uh, the worm that Andy found in his food during that movie, Brooks gave it to his pet bird, right? And apparently in ma- the making of that movie, the animals' rights crowd were up in arms, so they had to find and use a worm that had died of natural causes <laughs> and that was I mean that movie was made when way back in 1810. All right, I was a little off. 1994. Close. 1810, 1994. <laughs> That's been going on since then. I mean, even before then. I mean, if they're worried about a stupid worm in 1994, wow. I mean, think where we're at now. Holy cow. Anyway, thank you for those. Just a quick little examples of what you can email me, or you can actually email me, you know, information. Like, I got an email from a guy talking about his wife and the doctor who won't see her anymore because she's not vaccinated i know apparently they've seen the same doctor for quite some time and now the they usually email the doc and get prescriptions for a particular prescription and the doc got they got an email back saying that uh, oh we've received your message and you need an office visit. However, uh, unvaccinated patients have to be seen on our sick side due to our current policy. And usually one, uh, one of her uh, nurse practitioners or physician assistants sees patients on this side. They're always very good about connecting with the doc if you need to discuss a patient or for any reason. Uh, contact the front desk i'm just trying to read this without giving too much uh, inside information to this email i will say i'm torn 
in this email uh, because I get it that you know they're giving they're spreading us apart right it's more ways to divide and if you're not vaccinated we don't like you and be over there with those people with the sick people but they're not saying they're not going to see you right they are they need an appointment and we're going to see you but you're going to be over there i get it i get it i understand the frustration but they are they're not telling you they're not going to see you they're just saying that the doc uh, you're gonna is gonna have one of their assistants see you over there on the sick side. So I mean, we're almost there. We're almost there. Where oh yeah, no, you're gonna have to go over to one of those doctors that sees, uh, you know, unvaccinated people. Well, you are there with this office, but they're still kind of seeing you. So I understand the frustration, though. I I really do understand the frustration. And this is just a guess on my part, but the frustration for all of us is going to get a lot worse. Because we just found out that the U.S. has authorized the Pfizer-BioNTech's coronavirus vaccine for teenagers. Yay! For 12 to 15-year-olds. That's good, right? That's good. They've okayed that for the vaccine for use of the two-dose shot. is the first vaccine to be authorized for use in 12 to 15-year-old age group. So that's good. They're going to soon be ready to start giving the kids their shots. Um, I mean, it's right, right. We got news that AstraZeneca, their COVID vaccine, one dose gives 80% lower death risk. Oh, okay. So, I mean, good. It also said protection against death from the Pfizer BioNTech vaccine rises from approximately 80% over one dose to 97% after two doses in its new analysis. Uh, Novak's. I guess it's Novavax, said on Monday that it's delayed plans to seek authorization for its COVID vaccine. Oh, weird. Uh, Setback for developing countries hoping the injection would soon be available. Huh. I wonder why they would delay their plans. Could it be something strange happened in their trials? I don't know. I don't know. They seem to have always been reporting that they've had positive results from their studies. So, we shall see. Shallant we? (laughs) And man, it is really storming here in Fort Worth, Texas, man, where I live. It is unbelievable right now. While I'm recording this show, it is coming down like cats and dogs. It hailed last night again. And now, I mean, there is lightning and thunder and rain. And it probably looks like hail. It is really storming. So if you hear that in the background, that's what's happening right now as I record this show, you know, live on the 11th of May, 2021. Good news from uh, The Who. Uh, They have classified India's variant of the coronavirus a global concern oh that's good i mean we already knew that uh come to think of it there world health organization uh we already knew that and we should have stopped travel a long time before we did here in the u.s but there's people in other countries that can't even get home that were in india really strange i will find that um strange that people in australia were complaining they couldn't get back to australia from india because of the travel 
bands but you knew why didn't you come home earlier we were we were telling and other countries i'm sure as well were telling their citizens if you're gonna get out of india now is the time because we're getting ready to ban travel i mean we gave everybody a few extra days here in the u.s to get back and bring in more sickness from india but that was just us just us giving people you know extra time so but the who now has uh you know has come ahead and said you know it's a global concern oh okay well thank you for being on top of it world health organization we needed that from you and indian doctors you know indian as in the country of india have warned people that the covid cure that they're doing uh probably isn't going to work <laughs> <laughs> no they're not eating urine soaked hay but what they're doing is they're rubbing cow poop and urine all over their bodies as a way to apparently fight the virus and uh i'm guessing according to the doctors now according to the doctors it's really there's no proof that doing that boosts immunity or helps treat covid so I mean, I, they're trying to tell people not to cover themselves in poop or urine. I know, right? Is this America or what? Well, no, it's not America. It's India. So I guess there's also other health risks involved in smearing these products all over your body <laughs> a couple i got a couple pictures of people doing it looks oh now if that's the cure i you know what i don't know that i want it i don't know that i want it if you know we can cure you all you have to do is rub all that cow poop and pee all over you yeah i don't know i don't think that's gonna happen thanks though appreciate it <laughs> <laughs> what about the other diseases that i could get from the poop and the urine yeah no look the cow is sacred in india right so that means that their poop and pee have got to be sacred too i get it i get it but and i know that it's bad people are freaking out in india they've got the new variant and they're sick again and people are getting sick and other the parts of the country have struggled with uh, hospital space and oxygen and and ppes i get it i get all that but if you're at a point where you think hey you know what i'm gonna scrub poop and pee from that cow all over me and that's gonna keep me immune from covid Ooh, oh that means that you're not in a good place you can quote me on that by the way <laughs> if you do that oh man i don't think you're in a good place i really don't man no seriously jeff all you got to do is wipe this poop and pee all over you from that cow and you'll be cured <sighs> let me get back to you on that